Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I'm here today with my new friend, Glenn Guyton. Say hello, Glenn. Hello, everyone. I hope you are doing well wherever you are listening to this uh, episode. That And you know what? I love that energy about you, Glenn, because you really do hope people are doing well. I do. I do. Life is too short to be uh, unhappy, right? Oh, amen to that. Folks, Glenn is a professional speaker. He's a coach and a trainer. He's helping people to get clear about some things, especially related to their purpose in life. Um, You're kind of a crusader for that cause, aren't you, Glenn? I am. You know, I I, I speak on a number of topics and, uh, you know, one of my other areas of specialty is, is, uh, helping people to understand diversity and inclusion, how to apply that to their lives. But, you know, as I think about that topic, you know, part of it, of, of being able to effectively like manage culture and to feel like you are a part of something is understanding who you are. So it's, you know, understanding what you are called to do, really trying to figure out what your purpose is in life and, and kind of where you fit in the whole grand scheme of things. You know, it's it's really nice when we can not only identify that purpose, but then structure our life around it. Have a career, for example, that yeah. is yeah. related to our purpose or our calling. And that can be a little slippery sometimes, right? It, it, it can be. And, you know, uh, you know what you do in life, your your vocation and sometimes your 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 calling. Sometimes it, it doesn't always match up perfectly. But when it does, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, mm. And I know sometimes people are frustrated where like, oh, I'm, I'm stuck in this dead end job or I feel like I'm not really accomplishing uh, things. Mm-hmm. You know, there are there are many ways to, to live out your call. It doesn't necessarily necessarily have to be that thing that you do from nine to five. Now, it's wonderful if it does. I feel like in my life it has lined up, but we mm-hmm. all need to kind of find out how do we we fit in and how do we. Uh, take our gifts and talents, uh, I would say, to make the world a, b- a better place, right? Because if it's, yeah. if it's all about us, if we're just focused on what we're doing for ourselves, our lives aren't going to be that fulfilling. Right. And those gifts, those talents that we each have, I think there's some passion involved there, too. Because yeah, yeah. There's certain things that just light us up, you know, and give us energy, and other things not so much. Mm-hmm. But like you're saying here, Glenn, it's not just, it's not about us. It's about the way that we can impact or affect or influence the world because right. of the gifts that we have. Yeah, that's, that's true. And I, and I think that you can look at that passion in a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of us are maybe more naturally cynical, but that's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes the, the thing that aggravates us or that gets on our nerves uh, really shows us what we're supposed to be doing in life. It shows us like, I don't like the way this table is arranged. I don't like the way this food tastes. And, and that's your, maybe your problem to help solve for other people. 
So you can even sometimes look at your passion for the thing that I, I would say gets on your last nerves. Well, if it gets on your last nerves, maybe that's a, something that you need to help solve because it's getting on someone else's last nerve. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is something I refer to as creative discontent. Okay, that's good. I like that. I like that. Because we all have it, right? We all have yeah, discontent yeah. about something. Yeah. And as you've pointed out so nicely here, Glenn, this has to do with identifying, okay, what is it that's bugging me? Because right. what's bugging me is probably bugging other people. That's right. Right. Finding a solution to that thing serves a lot of people, not just yes. you. It, right. It does. It does. Uh it can help really transform someone's life, you know, just helping. I say the best way sometimes to, uh, and this is kind of cliche, but sometimes the best way to achieve your dreams is helping someone else achieve theirs or to find a solution to other people's problem. And, uh, you know, some people like to like to clean uh, that. Maybe that's not my favorite thing, but maybe you like cleaning. You're very meticulous about it. Uh, it gives you joy to go wash dishes. You know, there are a lot of people that would pay for that to, to happen or for you to even volunteer in that service to take care of it because it removes a discon, you know, something they're discontented about in their life. And you are helping them to take their time and energy and do something that they really enjoy doing. Right. Yeah. Yes. When I said earlier that it gets slippery, I was looking at your book. It's called Ideal Me. That's it. I do. You got a visual there for the folks. You can see it if you're not listening, if you're watching on Facebook. Uh, Ideal me. This is uh, your attempt to to conceptualize or to bring together the principles that allow us to follow our calling, even in the midst of all the chaos and the commotion that's going around us in the world. Yep. Yep. And there's some questions that typically come up and maybe you can help us with this, Glenn. Uh, One of the, the questions or a, a barrier to entry, perhaps, mm-hmm. is this fear, fear that, well, what if that's not it? Right, right. What if I commit to something and then it's like, oh, that wasn't what I was supposed to do. Or, right, right. You know, this thinking that gets in our way. Can you just take that on for a moment? Yeah, yeah. You know, some of us do fear failure. I think that's just a normal uh, feeling for us as, as human beings. Uh, you know, as soon as we graduate from from high school, most of us people are asking, "What are you going to do for the rest of your life?" You know, yeah. what are you what are you going to be? And like as an eighteen year old, most of us have no clue of what Not we're going to do. The thing that I did at eighteen, thirty, and forty is, you know, I've changed my path so many times, uh, and and that's okay. I have a a young friend of mine who knew she was going to be a pastor from the time she was. Uh, in middle school. Mm-hmm. That that wasn't me. You know, she's pastoring now. She's in her mid twenties, uh, getting close to 30. I've done many different things. Sometimes part of figuring out who you are or your ideal life is, is, is really testing things out, you know, mm-hmm. asking questions for people from people that are more knowledgeable. It's trying some things and saying, this doesn't really fit. Uh, that's okay for us to do in life. You don't have to always have it figured out. And then the other part of it is for some of us older people is what you were doing at 20 years old or 30 years old may be the right thing for you at that time in your life. But we have to, we have to continue to evolve in our life. Uh, I was a youth pastor 
many years ago. And I did that for 17 years. Uh, but then there became a point in my life where I was less of hands-on in that area of speaking and teaching young people. Then I became a mentor for those who teach and train young people. I realized that right. as a, as a 40 year old person, there are just some things I just wasn't interested in anymore in connecting with teenagers. Mm. But if I could mentor other 25 and 30 year, year olds and help them to mentor the teenagers, that was a, a perfect evolution for my, my gifts and talents. It's, and I'm glad that you mentioned that piece, Glenn, because here you are, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're like Mr. Famous. <laughs> and, and you're chuckling about that because yeah, yeah, you're yeah, all yeah, the yeah. small print. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but it's not like you started there. No. Mm-mm. This has been a journey. And yeah. all of us go through that, you know, where we go through different approximations of what our ideal self right, right. would be. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm sure there are other parts to that story that you didn't even share with us. Maybe you've, you've taken jobs, for example, that didn't have anything to do with what you're doing now. Right, right. Yeah, you know, I, I've, uh, so the ideal life, you can pick my book up on, on Amazon, but it's the ideal stands for, I, de- I decide, well, first it start, starts, the I is I am, and then the D is I decide, the E is I evolve, the A is I advance, and the L is I let go. So those are kind of the progressions we go through in life as we start to think about our our path. You know, just deciding what we want to do. We'll figure out who you are, deciding what you want to do. You you evolve, you change, you continue to hold, hone your skills, and then you have to let go of things that keep you from, from moving forward. Uh, but as you as you think about your life and where you are, you know, you you really have to look at uh testing some things, you go through these different phases of your, your life, your, your skills change. You, you may have these passions, but not really understand how to fully utilize them until you gain experience. So you continue to grow in your life. You gain experience. Uh, you become a, hopefully a, a better version of yourself as you get a little bit, a bit, a little bit older and you continue to change and you continue to assess where you are in life. There is no destination to where you have it all figured out. Life is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> life, is, life is a journey. Uh, <laughs> I had to stop you here, Glenn. Because <laughs> we get it in our head sometimes that, yeah. you know, I'll be happy when. Yeah, nope. Mm-mm. And we create this kind of fantasy world or, or yeah, ideal yeah. situation out there that never really happens. It's more of a process, not an event. Yeah. It is a process. Yeah, it is a process. Uh, one of the examples I use in my book is I talk about the trips I take with my family and say we drive, we get in the car, we know where we're going. We're, we're leave, leaving San Antonio. We're driving to Dallas, Texas. And mm-hmm. there are so many things that happen between San Antonio and Dallas when you're driving in a car. My kids, uh, my kids are asleep. They miss out on all the things. They miss out on all of the exciting sights that you see. I say, hey, this is the most important part of the, of the, of the trip. It's we the know what we're going to, yeah, we know what we're going to do when we get to the end. But, you know, but part of a, the fun of a road trip is stopping at Bucky's. I don't know. Do you know what Bucky's is? <laughs> no, but tell if, me. If you're ever in Texas, you have to stop at Bucky's. It's a, uh, it's the best 
road stop uh, gas station you'll ever see and make sure you get some beaver nuggets. I'm not going to tell you what beaver nuggets are, but stopping at Bucky, <laughs> getting beaver nuggets and a drink is one of the best things about the road trip. But you learn so much on your journey that you can't, don't dismiss it. Don't just look at the final destination. Life is about those things that, uh, that fill in the gaps. The, you know, what you what happens on, the, on your way to where you thought you were going. That's, that's right. That's you know what you see on the side of the road. Those are the interesting parts of, of life. Oh, man. You know what? <laughs> You've triggered so many ideas here, and we'll follow up with some of these specifically as we come back from this break. Okay. Folks, this is Glenn Guyton at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Do you dream of making a bigger difference more of the time? Have you thought about life coaching as something that you would like to offer? If you are an influencer or a speaker or a leader or a coach, this webinar is for you. In this webinar, I'll share with you seven important clarities that are absolutely essential to setting up a successful life coaching practice. If you're ready to take some courageous steps to add life coaching to the services you offer your clients, register now at liveonpurpose.coach forward slash webinar. That's liveonpurpose.coach.com forward slash webinar. And we're back. Live on Purpose Radio with Glenn Guyton today, who is illuminating our path here. Illuminating. This is awesome. You know what? You got me going. Okay. Before the break, you were talking about the road trip. The road trip, yes. And what makes it a road trip is the road and the trip. Yes. Let's not skip either one of those. Let's not. That's kind of what you're saying, isn't it? I, I, I am. You know, it's it's. Uh, I, I travel quite a bit, and and Dr. Paul, you probably know as a speaker, you're all over the country. You know, and but you know, the road trip when you take your time, you you get to experience and see every aspect of your destination. There's just something about that that you don't get it get like when you're traveling by plane, where you just get in this closed tube, you don't get to see anything. I think that's just a really good analogy of how. We should live our lives. You know, we have to enjoy the journey because we pick up so many interesting pieces along the way. We get to experience and talk to so many different people. We get to see so many things and we learn a lot about ourselves on uh, the journey. It's not just about trying to get to this destination because you're going to miss a whole lot. If you're just going through life with your eyes closed or you just have your head down and say, I just need to achieve this and and I will be done. No, enjoy each and every step that takes that it takes you to get there, because that's that's how you're going to be shaped and formed to eventually carry out that that end goal that you have. As we apply this idea to to the topic, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as we were chatting earlier, Glenn, we're talking about. Uh, finding your passion and your calling in life. And and that's a process as well. Yeah, yeah. But this fear of, well, what if I commit to that and it's the wrong thing? 
Yeah. It's kind of like saying, hey, I want to go to Austin or Dallas or wherever, you know, pick mm-hmm. a destination. And then you set out. You, you've got a direction. In fact, yeah. I like to think about it as direction, not destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that passion, that calling that you have could give you the direction. Set out. Yeah, yeah. Hit the road and yeah, listen to right. your experiences you had out. And that takes some of the fear away, I think. It, it, it does. And, and I, I think that, you know, part of the decision-making process, of course, if if you want to go north, you need to kind of head north. Uh, you know, don't head south and say, hey, I want to. Don't head south. end up in the north, but you head south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can you can have some some variation. That's a, I think people need to learn how to fail well. Because we learn a lot in, in in failure, so don't don't be afraid of it. And then, just like if you go the wrong direction on a trip, uh, your GPS just recalculate. I mean, I do that all the time with my life. I try so many things that don't work out. Uh, you want to be smart about it, but say, hey, let's let's try this. Uh, hmm. uh, but part of it is again, you know, is setting. You do want to set a direction, so let's. We're not just saying being haphazard with your life. Right. If you want to, if if you want to be in the a doctor, hey, get in the medical field. Now you may change your mind and say, I'll be a nurse, nurse practitioner, I'll be a nurse, I'll be an EMT, but you're still in that same general you're going that away. Yeah, you're going that away. That's so that's part of the decision making process. Kind of decide a path. And then mm-hmm. if you don't like it, at one time, Dr. Paul, I wanted to be a chef because I love food. I love cooking. Oh. I do, I love it. This is one of my passions. I still love cooking. Uh-huh. But was it the actual? So I said, I'm going to open up a restaurant. But then as I got into it and, and learned more about it, I talked to some people. I found, I found myself a mentor. Mm-hmm. I went and got some practical experience. I went and worked at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so I, I immersed myself a little lightly in the industry. And then yeah. I found out, well, you have no Fridays. You have no Saturdays. Uh, your weekends are shot. You have, you have to get up early and stay late. And I said, well, this is not the direction for me yeah so now cooking is my hobby i don't do it professionally it's my hobby i learn about it i read about it i still have a passion for cooking love it and enjoy it but i understood that it was not the right path for me as a permanent part of my life which glenn you didn't even know until you went that away that's right i had to do the work the research i again i got a mentor i tried it out i got some practical experience I researched it online. I did it for a while. I worked at several different restaurants to get different experiences and said, this is not my path for a career. I'm still passionate about it. I still love it, but it's not the lifestyle I want to lead. Right. Yeah. You almost glossed over this piece. I got to go back to it. Okay. okay. You got to learn to fail well. Fail well. Yes. Wow. Hey, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you elaborate on that just a little bit more? Fail well. well. Yeah, it's it's that you do have to take certain risks in life, and it means sometimes that's, that means stepping out on faith. Uh, you know, I I, I uh, come from a faith background. It's uh, you know, I, I guess I could use the story of Peter walking on the water. Sure. People look at that as a as a failure. Hey, he <laughs> had a couple of good seconds on that water. That's more than I ever had. That's right. You know, and so you have to sometimes step out. You may not always, uh, you know, continue that way. You may sink a little bit, but the experience that you have means something. So you take that knowledge and you build upon it. Uh, 
Yeah, you, you may not get it right the first time. It's okay. If you look at the life of many successful people, uh, they failed numerous times, but you take those lessons, you regroup, you don't let them keep you down. Okay, what did I learn from this? Uh, as, a, as a young supervisor, I was very adamant that my workers did this and this and this and this, and, and I lost a lot of people. And so what did I learn about that? Okay, this is how you treat people in this situation. So I tried it again, and each time I got a little bit better. I got a little bit better. That's how we have to look at our lives. It's, it's a continual kind of uh, self-assessment and evaluation of, of, of your life and the path that you've chosen. Of all the people I've, I've interviewed about this, Glenn, I've found that that is very consistent. Okay. This, this idea that we redefine failure in our mind. Yeah. You put it in terms of fail well. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the failure. Embrace yep. it, accept it, and do it well. Learn from it. Yeah. Because you're not done yet. You're not. Mm-mm. And that might be simply your next attempt. Yep. You got to shake it off. You know, that's, you just have to shake it off. You make mistakes, you shake it off. If you have to apologize for something that you, that you made a mistake on, apologize, but just uh, keep it moving as some of my friends would say. You know, my wife shared with me an acronym about fail. Okay. And they've got this posted in the school where she's working. Uh huh. Fail. First attempt in learning. Okay. I like that. F-A-I-L. First attempt in learning. Yep. And and then how soon do you want to have that first experience? Right. Yeah. Bring it on. You got to hit yeah. the road. And I've done a number of things that have scared me. I mean, just a number of things. I was like, hey, I'm going to try it. And, and if I fail, it's OK. And I've been successful at a number of things and I failed at some things. Mm-hmm. But I always feel, you know, like the stock market. I keep going up. I have my ups and downs, but I, I keep going up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see my hand. I'm doing mo- hand yeah. motions. Y'all are missing that. <laughs> well, welcome to earth. This is how we roll, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We make an attempt. We take a risk. We step out. And I think I can really appreciate what you're saying here, Glenn, because I think if we don't have just a little bit of fear, a little bit mm-hmm. of trepidation, mm-hmm. then probably we're not thinking big enough. Right. Yeah. We're trying to stay in that boat instead of taking a step onto the water. That's right, right. That reference earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think the part of it, too, you know, we live in a new generation, so I don't know how what the age is of your your listeners. But, you know, I would say millennials, Gen Gen Z on on down, you know, we we live in the social media world. So we see things that seems to come come easy. But there's there's a cost. You know, there's a cost. There's a time frame. Uh, that it takes you to get to where you hope to go. Uh, so w- we can't think that things are going to be always be easy or instantaneous. They, there will be a cost. Right. It will take some time. You just have to know, you have to understand if you're willing to pay it. So going back to the, the, the kitchen, the restaurant thing, mm-hmm. I realized after testing things out, I wasn't willing to give what it would take for me to be successful in that industry. I didn't want to give up that much of my life to be in the restaurant business. Yeah. Yes. Which is a legitimate choice. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's okay to choose that. That's I, right. I just realized, Glenn, we're the old guys now. That's right. Oh, man. It's, oh, wow. Yes, we are. Oh, sorry <laughs> to bring that up. But you're That's talking, okay. You're talking about this younger generation uh-huh. who are raised in the area, in the era of social media and right. 
there, there is, I think, a deception, as you pointed out, about instant gratification. Yeah. Somehow it just magically appears for you. There is a work process that goes mm-hmm. behind everything of value. Yeah. And, and, and I would also say that, to this social media platform masks failure because, you know, mm-hmm. those pictures we see are maybe the 100th picture to get the angle just right, the lighting just right, to get yeah. that perfect image. But you don't see the struggle behind the scenes. It's the pretty Pinterest. Yes. The, it shows the end result, but it doesn't right. show all of the mess that you had to go through to get there. That's right. That's right. Oh, so glad that you're sharing your experience with us here. <laughs> and this is a right. choice. You've got a book called Ideal Me. Yes. Talk to us about your book, where we can find that. And I think you mentioned a free download, too. Yeah, you can go to my website, glenn.guyton.com, uh, and there's a link on there. You can download a, a couple of chapters of the book to see if you like it, test it out, try some of the activities that are in the book. Or you can just go on Amazon, uh, Glenn Guyton. Uh, the book is Ideal Me. Just type in my name. It'll come up on Amazon. And yeah, order a copy. No, it, And it's good for whatever age you are, whatever phase of life you're in. But the book has uh, a number of exercises, exercises in it to help you figure out what you want to do next in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I subtitled the book, Discovering Your Call in a Cluttered World. Mm-hmm. We get so many, so many inputs from friends, family, our, our bosses, social media, of who we should be, what we should be doing. Right. But you need to figure it out. You need to figure out what you want to do. We get so many messages that it clutters our mind. So I want to help you get through the clutter. So I have some very simple Practical exercises that you can go through, uh, you know, just like making lists. What are all of the roles that you have in your life? You may be a father. You may be a teacher. You may be a gardener. You may be a amateur woodworker. List all of the roles and things that you do in your life and, and see, are, are there any consistencies that rise to the top that will help you figure out well, what's the next step? Beautiful. So that book is available. It's called Ideal Me by Mm -hmm. Glenn Guyton. And that's spelled G-U-Y-T-O-N. G-U-Y-T-O-N. Guyton. Very simple. Guyton. And Glenn, just the way that you'd guess. With one N. We couldn't afford that second N. So Glenn with one N. Oh, that'll do. One N's enough, don't you think? That's all you need in life. Just one N. Awesome. Thank (laughs) you so much for joining us at Live On Purpose Radio today. Well, thank you, doctor. I appreciate it. Everybody, you've heard it from Glenn, and now it's time for all of us to go live on purpose. Purpose.